0: film
1: yeah well those those outtakes are the ones where he gets injured like he jumps through the in between runs of, of a ladder and misses oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or oh, he hits uh, fire a fire escape a,
0: a woman becomes quadriplegic because of this film mike it really happened she was a a german woman she was a a, a olympic skier oh, and wow. yeah uh she was in one of the stunt cars blowing smoke So that it looks like it was on fire. And it was an Austin Martin and it had faulty brakes and bad steering. And the driver that I'm not sure will watch Uh, for it. But she becomes quadriplegic and she changes the industry because they have to get special insurance nowadays. And they can, you know, they're very careful with the stunt people, all because she sued the pants off them. Star Trek Connection.
1: Oh, all right. What was he in?
0: He was the murderer in in, in the series. original series. I forget the episode's name now. This guy's impersonating Nixon. And it's supposed to be very funny. Burt Reynolds is loving it.
1: Oh, yeah. He loves that, man. And this is where Burt gets
0: it. So now our Star Trek connection is like, this man is hurt. You guys are ambulance drivers, and we know they're not right you guys are right. medics and so burt reynolds is like it's our day off yeah
1: you're asking me burt reynolds to work have you seen any of my last 30 films i haven't worked a day
0: of my life the late burt reynolds gotta rest his soul listen he did a good job in his films he wasn't uh he's a star like he wasn't he bruce willis three. walking through it yeah, well, at one
1: point Bruce just you, the appeal of seeing Bruce Willis on on screen kind of diminished, you know.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, this is like Mad 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 World where they get uh uh, uh Jim a uh, plane and, you, <laughs> and Rooney and uh, uh Buddy Hackett. They're like they needed a plane, so they wake him up at the country club, and he's drunk, and he flies the plane, and of course he's drunk, and the plane crashes. <laughs> Roadrunner, feel free to sing the Roadrunner uh, Wile E. Coyote Show theme song.
0: Yeah, but that's really, that's for the movie Wallflowers.
1: Oh, right. Daryl <laughs>
0: Hannah's the, not the mom, right? Not the mom. Right, When she says, you know, beep, I, beep, I,
1: Listen, you're my mother.
0: Oh. <laughs> beep beep. beep, beep. <laughs> Roadrunner,
1: ah! so This what? is the actual place, right?
0: yeah this is the actual place in connecticut where the listen i gotta say that let me talk about that this guy brock uh, yates who wrote this he was a writer for car and driver magazine and he came up with the idea of the cannonball run in the real world um it was called uh well i'll tell you in a minute but he was the one who said now it was from new york to LA, which makes more sense. I don't know why it was Connecticut. That's deeper in. Connecticut to... is
1: the tri-state area. That's New York.
0: But if you're thinking East Coast to West Coast, why start in Connecticut, which is on the East Coast? Uh.
1: Is the traffic different? Do they try can't stand driving 55?
0: <laughs> I don't know. The thing is that Route 80 starts in sure i i don't know i don't know why it wasn't new york to la from then on but it wasn't he came up with the idea it was after ernest cannonball baker who drove across country in 1927 and made it in 60 hours he wrote a book about it called sunday driver um and he was going to make a film based on the book called The Cannonball, this was the name of the race originally, Cannonball Baker Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash.
1: Oh, too long, can't fit in the marquee. (laughs) 120 characters, that's the max.
0: Okay, now the speech guy is really upset that the speech got interrupted. Uh, So he's trying, he's spying to find out who did it and he Uh finds out it's this cannonball run. So he makes it his mission to destroy the Cannonball Run.
1: So, you know, there wasn't there a 70s movie called Cannonball, which is about a, 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 a race like this?
0: Yeah, there was Cannonball and there was the Gumball Rally. And they oh, were oh, just, yeah. And they were inspired by, they really weren't the Cannonball Run films. And then of course there's Death Race
1: 2000, which is kind of just the acceleration of the, those uh, races
0: which was with, um, uh, Rocky Balboa. Right. And he hits a woman in it. He hits a woman in it.
1: Well, he's a gangster, you know, his character hit the woman, you know, the oversized suit suit. And he's got the knives on his grill, literally knives on his grill as he drives through. That was heady times 20 years ago. It's Mm -hmm. amazing that like 20 years ago, Well, 40 years ago, it was Cannibal Run. And then in 2020, it was like, in 2000, it was like, you know, carnage. So these are the sexy sirens, these two. They're like super good racers, but they use their uh, uh, cherry... cleavage. The cleavage, yeah. Did she twist the cherry
0: stem in that scene? Yes. Their plot to get rid of the cops is every time there's a cop, they'll just sort of unzip their jumpsuit and their boobs will kind of be showing. And they're right, it were at least in the script, all the cops let them go.
1: That's probably why the script got made into the movie. They said, that's it, that's all we need to read. Thank you, thank you, I do need them. You know we need them.
0: Now, Burt Reynolds falls in love with Farrah Fawcett.
1: Oh, wait till, uh uh lonnie anderson hears about that oh yeah. uh, trouble it know these are like two posters in your bedroom having sex girl remember you yeah. got your burt poster and your farrah fawcett poster
0: now farrah fawcett became famous because of her poster in which her nipples were showing that was a real thing in this in the time in which that poster was out they were bleeping uh charlie daniels band because they said bitch and right. they were leaping, hauling oats, right? right? And radio was the popular radio, not FM. It was just a different time. And I, I
1: really love song, if I may. Mm-hmm.
0: Why you gotta be so rude? I'm
1: gonna you know, bury that. bit. anyway. Really crude song from uh, Charlie Daniels. I, I I was disappointed, you know, and I don't I don't encourage that song.
0: Understood. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna bury her anyway. I'm gonna bury that girl. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> no matter what you say. Okay, so now Farrah Fawcett is being a ditz, and Bert Reynolds is being all coming on to her. <laughs> and you know, the thing is, Farrah Fawcett just sort of looks like a normal girl, but in the day she was this big sex starlet. So that's why they're remember her in Logan's run? Yeah, she she's had any part.
1: Yeah. Thank goodness she was under 30 years. That would have been the end of Farrah Fawcett in that movie.
0: She's from Corpus Uh, Christi, Texas.
1: Well, you know, the lighting and the Vaseline on the the cameras, I'm sure Reynolds was jealous. (laughs) He's like, I want the back lighting.
0: So now, Burt Reynolds is like, get out of here, you bother me. Okay, so the ambulance must be staffed appropriately to fool any police officers who might pull them over. So they need a... A, a doctor right and right. they haven't found one and it's it's um uh it's dom de louise's job to find one and they need a beautiful girl to be the patient yeah. of oh, farrah fawcett well it will be farrah fawcett in the end but we don't know that yet they haven't found anyone
1: is it and they're looking for a doctor in the house Are they how are they going to inquire about that
0: well um the doctor that he had arranged flaked out or something so he goes look for where go to where doctors are golf courses right. country clubs and he goes should i check the hospital he goes mm, yeah check a hospital too
1: i really feel like i heard don deluise and bert reynolds that's an excellent <laughs> thank you yeah excellent impressions of uh I thought like you would say, is there a doctor in the house? Is what, but you actually gave me a right answer, which I'll, I'll rework this joke. Uh, Where
0: can I find this dude's name? I'm just going to look at, nope, nope, nope. Oh, this George guy? Me. Yeah. He has
1: an early 80s suit, which is like, is it 70s or is it 80s? It's a three. Ah, two, it's a boat George Firth. George
0: First. George F U R T H first. He was in Blazing Saddles. He was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He was in Oh God. He you know, he was in Man with Two Brains, he was in a million films, and he's always right. uptight like uh lawyer or you know um uh, administrator. He always right. plays this character.
1: He seems so frustrated when he plays
0: him. Mm-hmm. Perfect.
1: All right. Nothing's going to go wrong with this motorcycle.
0: Well, the gag of this whole thing is that the guy in the back is fat. And so as they go across country, they're doing a wheelie unintentionally.
1: Now, that is some Needham humor. <laughs> I want to mention, <laughs> girl, I also I uh, recommend watching the DVD commentary by the late Hal Needham on the Campbell run, recent release. It's really good. It's just as enjoyable as the movie. But one thing he says about Jackie Chan is that. There's one scene where Jackie Chan is fighting some people and he's like, yeah. you know, he, he's from Hong Kong and he gets to fight with American uh, summit. But the way he phrased it was, he gets to fight some round eyes. That's, oh. the, <laughs> that's on the commentary track. And again, mm-hmm. but I, you know, and the one thing I never understood is like, what country is Jackie Chan from? Is he, he's, China. Right. But
0: Not this- Japan.
1: Right, but in this movie, he's Japanese, right? Correct, right. correct. Or is he just happen to be in China and has an obsession with Japanese cars?
0: No, no, he is Japanese in this film, and yeah. he's acting. But it I mean, I could pretend to be a guy from France, right? I mean, it's not so right, really say,
1: Yeah, no, it's not. But I don't think people said, oh, Carl, Halp sounds French, you're hired. you know? Yeah, right. Sounds a little German to me. You know, you could take a famous theme song and just change a couple of notes, and then it's, you know, your own song. So this movie milks it with their fake, like, uh, James Bond song. Yeah, that's right. Exactly Luigi. right.
0: Look at Luigi. He has another <laughs> brother. That's his so, brother, Carl. They don't talk about Carl. There's The joke is there's no Jack here. He's holding it up.
1: Oh, thank God. Thanks, Carl. I was like, is there a joke in this movie?
0: Boom. Dean? There oh. is hardly a joke in this movie. It's really quite bad. Is that Mary Lou
1: Henner? No. That no,
0: not Now, the joke here is that uh, Dean Martin's a priest, but he's chatting up girls. Right. Put on the thing. Let's hear his stutter. Put on the sound.
1: Oh, this is the joke where he uh, drinks beer on the road. Why get, sir, can I
0: you
1: rest that
0: beer? all right Jeez. i tell you mike i swear to god i wish you were johnny on the spot i tell you all the time turn up the sound turn up the sound there's a funny oh, part and you're always lagged you're always I we meant i just have a different window
1: open that's all the media radio studio studios has only you know a certain
0: amount of dude volume. dude next time i say in another show in the future next time i say turn up the sound
1: i, I got it i'm ready for you man we got the whole race coming so now
0: the race will start, okay? And the guys giving uh like the 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 intro right. And they're going to punch a tickets. Is that Brock himself? I
2: came
1: up with this shit. Fuck you death race 2000.
0: I'm not sure but but he does appear in this film and so does Needham. I think we saw Needham at the bar. Listen, by the way, these guys, Needham and, and, and Brock, really did participate in the cannonball in an ambulance.
1: Yeah, that's the famous story. That's that's like the, the thing about this movie is that they did this. So this is where they finally introduce after 34 minutes of getting them there. And you know, start this fucking race. and
0: Yeah, them. it's a weird first act because you would think that after 10 minutes they'd be racing.
1: Yeah, well, you know, or there's, like, one plot point where, like, a woman needs money for her baby's health or some shit like that. You right. Know, or like, something that kind of drives it along. But, you know, they all kind of have little episodes and then... But this is my favorite part where they introduce everybody.
0: Yeah, it is. But the thing is, we've met everybody. We've met everybody, you know? It's a... It's... This film wasn't written by a... This film was written by a journalist. It wasn't written by a screenwriter, you know?
1: because oh, the story started here and then it's, it isn't like we should start the story
0: look and you, another you, thing I try I started to tell you this earlier they, they these guys are supposed to win the race that's how a Hollywood movie goes Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise are gonna right. to- in the race but the way this guy writes it is they were about to win the race and it got ruined and somebody but
1: but there's been comedies like that where you get to the end and something goes wrong and they don't get it they trip over something or you know a suitcase latch breaks open like you know, yes
0: but the whole movie you've been set up for that like will i ever win you know this set us up that these guys are going to be the winners
1: well, that pairs a good question. Is there, Are these type of films where they have to get, they reveal the story at the end? Are they worth their while? If it's yeah. a long, long 90 minutes car chase, yeah, don't I just go to the end of the movie and see who wins? If it's Listen, about it is a
0: proven formula from yeah. time immemorial. And it's not about movies. It's just about story. You do set. You foreshadow, you set up, you introduce the movie fart, you have the villain, you've got the, the love interest. All these things satisfy you as a viewer. And if you think, oh, you know, it's, it, it, well, fine, you're going to have a movie that doesn't do it for people, you know?
1: Right.
0: Uh. I, it sucks, but this is real life. But it's it's. I I accept it. This film won it was nominated for a Razzie. It didn't even win that.
1: <laughs> oh, it didn't win, huh? Uh, 1980 was probably 81 was probably a golden year for Razzies. they were too busy.
0: We're supporting actress Farrah Fawcett, but she lost to Diana Scarwood for the cult film Mommy Dearest. Now look, I thought Mommy Dearest was a good film, didn't you?
1: yeah oh i love that movie i I remember seeing that on cable in the 80s going what the fuck this is great and you know like you know who Joan crawford is and you know that book was big too like the yeah
0: so why did it win a razzie
1: well because she's hamming it up that's you know it was just kind of this her portrayal was great but it was a hammy performance so (laughs) Uh, also sensational
0: no more wire hangers ever yeah
1: (laughs) I, I said uh,
0: The critics hated this film. Ebert gave it a half a star. <laughs> he gave it half a thumb
1: up, thumb down. He right, he gave it sideways. Right. Well, he cut kind of half his thumb off for this movie. He said, "Fuck
0: it." <laughs> Reynolds said, "I did this film for all the wrong reasons. I never liked it. I did it to help out a friend of mine, Hal Needham, and I felt it was felt it was immoral to turn down that kind of money." I really think I sold out, so I can't object to what people say about me.
1: Right, for something he objects, the end credits consist of his fucking outtakes, and then <laughs> at the end of the movie, it's the sound of his farts, so poor him for uh, uh, being victimized by this film. Yeah. But, you know, I guess he didn't have a choice about the, uh, uh, the outtakes. The the you know, commentary track, he says, like, the cast and crew would drink and watch the dailies afterwards. So they all, like, have, like, scotch or whatever. So you know he's a hard drinking. Like this guy's like you know old school, not in a good way I guess, but and the old Clint Eastwood, Grand Trino's type of old school. You, you know, know Dean track. Martin was drinking. Yeah, I know. He the uh, he looks terrible after all those drinks in the '80s.
0: This what this and Cannonball Run 2 were his final films. <clears throat> yeah, he uh.
1: You know, his, uh, roasts are available on, I believe, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. You can find his roast. So if not, try TV. <laughs> and I've, I've been watching the Fires Roast, uh, TV show from the, sponsored by Kraft, from the live from the Kraft Music Hall in 1972, mm-hmm. hosted by Johnny Carson. And it was called the Fire Clubs Roast. And it's just, you know, terrible.
0: Um, these two, and this whole movie sucks. Okay. And it's not funny, yeah. but these two, sometimes have funny lines. I I'm going to tell you to turn the sound up. All right. No, no, not now. Uh, right. We are not on the same wavelength. I've known you since
1: 80s. OK, gotcha. right, you go. What? What? Well, of course, we have the same sentence.
0: Yeah, as you just said, what? I don't get it.
1: All right, here they go. They're all boozy. That's the thing. Their jargon choice is producing this movie. No I,
0: high. Listen, you're 100% rock, bro, uh, right. Brock Yates, this guy on the right here, that is him.
1: That is him. Well, that figures as much because yeah. uh, they didn't hire him for an acting uh, jobs.
0: The race organizer who lays down the rules at starting time.
1: Brock and Timmy, baby. What's Brock short for? Brocklin? Brock what
0: is sh- Brock short
1: for? Brocklin. Uh, Br- Brocklin, New York? Yeah, yeah Brocklin, New York. Oh, you know, I don't even remember Brock of Ice.
0: Brock of Ages. It, it of- reminds me of Pokemon, right? There's Brock in Pokemon.
1: There is a Brock of Pokemon. You are right. You're accurate. Oh, these guys. What clowns.
0: What clowns they are. They're so funny. Now, he I got a doctor. And now, yes. this is pretty funny. Just because the actor, his name is Jack Elm, is pretty weird looking.
2: He's a. I'm honored, sir.
1: I know. I, I remember him from watching him in the theater. He's great. He's a, he's a Western guy, right? I mean, that's like yeah. Like, most cool.
0: of what he did was westerns. He is Doctor Nicholas Van Helsing.
1: Ooh, Van Helsing.
0: Mm-hmm. He hates that uh, Dracula. We saw Dracula. a great Van Helsing film. Remember. Yeah. Known for his numerous roles as villains in Western film, later in his career, comedies, sometimes spoofing his villainous il- image. Uh, his, his most distinguishing physical quality was, guess, his misaligned eye.
1: Didn't even notice.
0: Support your local sheriff. High noon. Once I upon didn't... a time in the West. That.
1: Maybe. It's a three hour movie, I imagine have not seen that one. Mm-hmm. What's up with the West, I think. That Is
2: that
1: like good. Once Upon a Time in Venice with, uh, with Bruce Willis? Yeah, he's, well, he's a good in this movie. Like, you know, see, he's like a human cookie monster.
0: It's funny how westerns were huge on TV. Yeah. Uh, and then it translated into movies in the 50s. And then in the 60s, well, not gunsmoke and stuff, but eventually, by the 70s, it died. It but used to well, be, you, you would, would, turn, would turn on the t. not that we were alive for it, but you would turn on okay. the TV and it would be a Western.
1: I mean, the 430 movie would show Western week movies, you know, and uh, TCM would always have, like, Western, 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 Western. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was the 50s where they had the Westerns. But, you know, like, the 60s, is those it gorgeous Italian films where... Uh, it just, yes, took the of Western and cranked them out. And even the movie that kind of started the 3D craze in the 80s, you know, there was, it was uh, Coming At You, which we've done on the show, Carl. That was another guest. wasn't at, uh it was Ira, actually, the early one. But it was a spaghetti Western that they released in 1981 in America with 3D effects, and it was a mm-hmm. hit. So like a, a spaghetti Western in 1981 was released. Wow. But you don't see those type of films anymore. You know, there's a lot of good okay. out there.
0: Now, Farrah Fawcett will get kidnapped. Oh, help me! I gotta I got get out of here. This guy's a creep. No, no, it's please help him. He we had an accident, so he goes sure. Hop in. You get in the back. Oh, I see. Hit it!
1: What? Whoa! Now he's even worse shape. Yeah, that should fuck him up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Burt Reynolds is touching Farrah Fawcett's butt right now.
1: I know. He thinks he's back at the trailer. It's good to be a star. Well, it's for the camera girl. The character was touching her butt.
0: Sure, sure.
1: I can't believe this movie is on YouTube. This is like a big deal movie.
0: Yeah, this is a big deal movie. And I, too, I think it's because, I mean, it's a big deal in terms of how much money it made, and how, what stars are in it. But it's not a big deal in terms of a movie. It's it's not funny, and <laughs> it breaks all the rules. And yeah,
1: it, it does. Uh, there's nothing going on. I mean, the thing is, like, there's a movie called The Strangers. I guess it's a movie where these house intruders come, and for 90 minutes they they stop these people. And you just I fast forward to the end. I go, did they kill them at or not? <laughs> is there a survivor or not? And these race movies, it's
0: like. Are they going to win? Is Dom and Willie's uh, going to win or not? Just just tell me now. But Cannonball Run doesn't think so. It thinks it's hilarious. All the actors in it think that's comedy gold. This is a little yeah. funny. She's like, what? She's like, help me, doctor. And then she goes, never mind. <laughs> and he do,
1: goes, you think, do you think uh, car chases are funny and car crashes are funny? Do you like, go, whoa, this is great writing. This is a great comedy. What's all that damage?
0: well you know car chases are to thrill right like yeah. so it's at a point in which it better be good it better be bullet you know oh um, right yeah, yeah. now right. there's yeah. one point in which the blues brothers what you know knew that and so they went crazy and did remember there's a million crashes sure. and by the way, this is very racist and I'm very mad at it. Every time you see Jackie Chan, you hear. Uh
1: oh, they got pulled yeah. over. They're going to lose, Carl. Carl, these adjuncts
0: If only they had an ace up their blouse.
1: Oh. You know me for a Swamp Thing. You know Swamp Thing? Yes, ma'am, I do know the Swamp Thing. And to a lesser extent, I also know Return to the Swamp Thing.
0: Now look, she got unzipped. When did that happen? Uh, it's good. A minute ago she was zipped. Oh, no, she zipped up again. Well, now she zipped are. down. You know what? That was a continuity error that the internet didn't tell me about. Wow,
1: that's good, Carl. You found it on your own. You are the internet.
0: Yeah, why was I looking there?
1: You are the matrix now. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah, Carl, this is the first time you noticed it. How many times did you watch this movie for research on on today's show?
0: Well, this is the fifth time I've seen this film. It's because I was getting ready for us to watch it, remember? Yeah. And then, like, a week passed, or two.
1: We we have to have this movie, so we want to thank our listeners because this is a special show. We made sure that Cannibal Run is on here. Yeah. And God bless, when Cannibal Run 2 hits YouTube, we're... on it so
0: really we are
1: of course <laughs> oh. i never seen that one i don't think i've seen, ever seen the of of sequels you know like smokey and the bandit two had an elephant i have no idea i don't know why i never saw i didn't
0: it. see smokey and the bandit two and we did see speed zone
1: yeah uh, well there was uh stroker ace which i like that had, stroker uh,
0: ace, you like that one he jumps out the window and i didn't think that was a good film
1: well, it has that, glow well, golly guy, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? What's
0: yeah, it's Slim Pickens.
1: No, no not Slim Pickens, it's the guy from uh, Andy uh, Griffin, and then he was a private. Oh, you know who oh,
0: I'm talking um, about. Yeah, uh, Bomber Pyle. It's Gomer um, okay. Yeah, but his name is... Um, uh Jim Davis. Oh, no, that's the Garfield guy. What remember he was an operatic singer and he would blow everyone away like You expect him to go, golly, and then all you start going. Did you ever see that?
1: Yeah, I love it. It's just like
0: Charo, right?
1: I was really angry when he did that girl, and I was like, the pile. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I lost control. uh,
0: Charo would be a coochie, coochie, coochie girl, and then she would play that guitar like a master.
1: We saw her in uh, Concord, Airport 79. That's right airport 79
0: wait what no concord 80 no it was 79 it was yeah. 79 here yeah you're right uh that was the film that was so bad people were laughing at it in the theater and so they made a a trailer that made uh-huh. it look like a comedy remember
1: yeah oh yeah you know the uh the uh CSA was pissed about that, but they were like, this just fucks up for everything. You know, <laughs> you should at least
0: contact us. OK, oh. so they've they've gotten pulled over. So now it's time for their ploy to work, that they're an ambulance and they're rushing. Right. Right. But it's like you have Connecticut plates. How can you, by the way, they're in New Jersey, which doesn't make sense. If you think about where is Connecticut, where is California? New. They shouldn't go through New Jersey.
1: It's a shortcut. They're going to take a, a right eventually. Or they're going to take a left and then uh, keep now, going.
0: The way to California is Route 80 until you yeah. get around Vegas. Uh, no, not Vegas. The, you, hmm. I'm not Wait. sure where you would do it. Maybe around Chicago area. But then you got to go southern to, to Los Angeles. Jersey should not be part of their route. But right. I could be wrong because... The guy who wrote this knew the knew the 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 way. So th- it's turning out that their ploy is working. They're explaining that they've got to get her to Los Angeles, uh, UCLA Hospital, because she has cysts or something, and she can't go in a plane. She, you know, because it's not pressurized up to ten thousand feet or some. It's working. Their little their little lie is working. We're yeah. an ambulance
1: elaborate a lot of time they wasted on these cops i'm sorry they need to close their mouths and uh, say bullshit on this <laughs> uh, i guess the story is true well let's think it over is it and true they
0: start saying like the senator's wife must get to los angeles and now they're like oh the senator's wife you know what i mean they like back off
1: are they holding hands and they get grossed out
0: he goes we're very close <laughs>
1: That's the voice of Munchie.
0: Yeah, that's the Munchie. voice of Munchie. And Munchie was pretty recent to our audience. They might remember Dom Deloise from Munchie. Oh,
1: how can you forget? How, how can you unsee that? Or hear that, unhear that? Hiya, pal. Hey, you're a lonely white kid. I got your pizza and prostitutes yeah
0: <laughs> i got a good friend mario gentile he's a pretty successful comic here in sure. jersey yeah he's not an open micer. he's like a uh yeah, he does he sounds just like tom nelloise he calls me on the phone he goes hi pal and i'm like hang there yeah
1: oh i don't like this shot this guy in the phone booth with the rest of the <laughs> screen there
0: now, this is actually I mean, this movie sucks. OK, but this is actually a pretty funny scene. We don't have to hear the audio because it's visual. He's, he's, <laughs> we are not on the same wavelength, but he's got to get to uh, an airplane in two minutes and you see what who he's parked. And so he's like, excuse me, madam, madam. And she goes, I'm not a madam. I'm a respectable woman.
1: Oh, yeah, that's an insult.
0: It is pretty oh. funny that he's like,
1: "What up?" This is my biggest fear nowadays: being stuck in a phone booth after using a payphone. Yeah, right. That'd yeah. happen. Uh, so it's some housewife.
0: But <laughs> yeah, i pushed his nose against it. I mean, that's Al Needham saying, "Look, it's got to be funnier." Yeah. Can, can and, you can you put your nose? In-
1: and then can you climb underneath the phone booth? Thanks, forty-five-year-old actor, a three-piece suit
0: okay now every time we see roger moore Uh it'll be a different woman he's he's in the car with wow
1: good god he just calls an escort service yeah i
0: guess one of them will be bianca jagger
1: as you know yes Um, very excited wife of Mick jagger i believe yeah
0: and this one this one is a famous model whose name i should know I'm supposed to do the research,
1: but is it like she's gonna hit the ejector seat or something like that?
0: Right. He he. he th- see, the thing is, they don't do it. He, she was about to push the lighter, which is the ejector seat, and she uh, he stopped her. Lois Hamilton is her named, her name, and she was a very famous model at the time.
1: Gotcha. Oh, from Star Wars, most. Uh...
0: Insular. Lois, Lois Hamilton—that's her <laughs> name, not Mo- moist Eisley. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I just heard you
0: Where you'll never find a more treacherous hive of scum and villainy. I think I said it right. Yeah, I think you did it. Congratulations! It only took you forty years. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I tell you, they should have made Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. Stop making them.
1: I think the last film should have been Star Wars, Cannibal Run. <laughs> <Star> <laughs> yeah,
0: Wars Speeds Up like Star Zone. Yeah, Star Zone. No, but Star Wars was an excellent movie, and Empire Strikes Back was just as good, and that was it. The oh, other yeah, movies yeah. were terrible. Now the Disney ones have clout, but they're different. They're they're. Uh,
1: They're well, no, they're terrible. They're just faceless. I mean, like the the prequels were uh, just kind of like they were literally hopping on platforms. They were just video games. I mean, they were race yeah. races and video and right. And then the the- one is just like two and a half hours of just noise.
0: Yeah, Thank you. I have spoken. Good. And Jar Jar Banks was a stupid character. The whole thing was dumb. Now the third prequel. When he Uh becomes Darth Vader, that was the only one that was kind of close to being a movie, you know? I mean, Palpatine seduces him and...
1: Well, that should have been one movie, that whole trajectory, but you know, whatever. Here we are talking about Star
0: Wars over Cannibal Run. Right, right, good point, good point. Let me tell you something interesting. Uh, In March 79, Yates formed one of the 46 teams, 46 teams with director Hal Needham, to complete a 150-mile-per-hour van converted into an ambulance with L.A. doctor Lyle Royer and Brock's second wife Pamela Reynolds riding as the patient in the gurney. The ambulance never made it to the finish line. The transmission gave out 50 miles short.
1: That's a long space away. Yeah. Oh, look at these priests. Sammy. See, if this movie came out in the 60s, it would be Sammy Adino as priests racing around and it would be like maybe Peter Wofford would show up. <laughs> it would be, you know, so it's always good to see them in the, in the movies.
0: You know, it's funny how everyone fawns over Farrah Fawcett. I mean, now that we're not, you know, we're distanced from time and she's not the sexy starlet, right? Yeah. She She's fine. She's pretty and everything, but she's oh, yeah, not yeah. Marilyn Monroe at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's her okay. name? She's in the Avengers, uh, as Black Widow. Oh, uh, Natalie Portman. No, right, Scarlett Johansson.
1: Okay, I get the two
0: That she earns her rep as the most beautiful, you know, I don't know. Time has passed and Farrah Fawcett, she doesn't have legs. She's not holding up.
1: All right, I'll have to break the news to her. I go home tonight.
0: Uh she's dead. What? Uh,
1: Okay. Well, all right. Never mind.
0: (laughs) Yep. Fourteen days of filming to keep the actors' schedule, and they threw five million dollars at him, plus a percentage of the profits.
1: What for, Burt? Burt got a profit
0: from well, yeah.
1: This movie was a smash.
0: Yeah, it was. Now it Superman in nineteen eighty-one. Superman beat it for opening weekend. And for the year of 81, it came in sixth highest grossing, sixth. But still, it made a ton of money.
1: Now, E.T. the Extraterrestrial was in 1982. So this is like right before the Uh, biggest movie ever.
0: Well, yeah, this year Raiders of the Lost Ark was out. That's a big movie. Yeah, there were big movies in 81. Uh, I have a list somewhere.
1: Did you ever see a Hell Nita movie called Mega Force? I've that's heard of it. No, I never yeah, saw it. Yeah, it's good. It's really cheesy effects, but it's like a future A team. Oh. Yeah. Look,
0: Ms. St. Louis, you see?
1: And yeah. I said oh, gonna order some fries I'm right back. Because of the arch. That's the silver arch. I prefer the golden arches.
0: Yeah, that's right. That was a single arch. Yeah. And they just have regular fries.
1: Well, they were going to put another one, but they thought there was too arch. <laughs> that's just too arch. Too arch.
0: That, that thing is supposed to affect the weather, that arch. Oh, really? Well, that's what my middle son Scott tells me. He tells me it's a big controversy <laughs> and scandal and a conspiracy about it. It controls the weather in Missouri.
1: If you go up there and you yell at it, the wind will bring it up and then the echo will be like, Fuck you, buddy. Oh, the arts. I'll do what I want. <laughs> Weird. How much is gas in 1980?
0: Oh, good question. Here's our same old joke. He's so fat that he's... uh The the motorcycle's doing a wheelie.
1: Now, was there a promotion with 7-Eleven? Like, could you get glasses of the Cannibal Run with their commemorative glasses? You know how they always have, like, those horrible stickers on Right,
0: yeah, commemorative
1: commemorative yes let's commemorate the release Look, of cannibal run but now you we know, start singing
0: that on. dr pepper song i know they think oh. they're so funny they think they're so funny <laughs> well, for, you missed uh, it you missed it i was
1: i was there it is dr John pepper
0: okay now the uh D- Dino and uh, Sammy Davis uh, pulled them over to bless uh, to bless the ambulance and when they did he, they gave him a flat tire. So now they're going to get payback. He's telling the cops that they're like flashers who dress up as priests. So are they talking Chinese right here Man uh, they're talking Japanese.
1: Poor Jackie, he couldn't really get to get a break in America.
0: What are you talking about? He's a huge star in America.
1: Yeah, but this movie was 1981. He was a huge star, you know, and uh, 1980, the big brawl was his like American.
0: What uh, was the film with um, uh, the black guy who's very funny, but his bit is he doesn't shut up.
1: Uh, oh, uh, there
0: was several of them. that yes. made him a star. That made him a
1: huge star. That guy's name is Chris Tucker. Rush Hour one, Rush Hour two, Rush Hour three.
0: You are fat, pretty hot in Timpton. Yeah, Rush Hour, that's it. Yeah. That that made Jackie Chan a big star.
1: And also, like, uh, uh Harvey Weinstein's company Miramax was re-releasing, through Dimension Films, his, like, films from the 90s. Uh-huh. Because that kind of took off. People had video cassettes and they would go rent them and they'd be like, hey, have you seen these Hong Kong action films that were coming? Right. Out? And this guy does his own stunts and the end credits are all his bloody you know so you watch a bunch of his films uh
0: so okay, turn I, up the sound now
1: hang on oh i i just i hit something else i gotta pause it carl i hit idiot. that the runs goop. you
0: idiot
1: oh hang on a second we really i'm at 44 48.
0: don't know what to do with you mike
1: where are you
0: uh i have to find out now um oh, we missed it we missed it mm-hmm. i'm listen by the way uh audience i am uh interviewing for a co-host um, I, i'm at 1 hour and 2 minutes and okay. 50, 51 52 53 all right, all right, I'm almost there. Do you want me to pause and you... Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, you tell me when you're at 103.02. And count me up, Mike. All right, 103.02.
2: It's going to be two, three, two,
1: one, go. Hey, listen, you have to transmission
0: those all together. You think we're going to be able to bluff on... I'm the... afraid to look at your screen. Okay, Here's so now we learn that there's a roadblock ahead, okay? And, th- you know, there's no way they're gonna get through it. So, Burt Reynolds luck. gets this great idea, we'll piggyback on the back is, of a truck.
1: He's he on a CB, and is he talking CB shit? He's like, hey, 10-4, good buddy, it's a is smoking, we, we got you a uh,
0: smoky Just guy. the lightest little bit. Bandit. Okay, that plate, is from the James Bond movies. It's um golden, uh, golden I Knight? have it. I'm not oh. sure which two. I have it here.
1: The man with but, the golden arm?
0: It might be the fly who bugged me. <laughs> <laughs> That's their joke in this movie.
1: Yeah. That's a real joke in this movie? Yeah. Someone put that in a screenplay and got paid for it.
0: Yeah, anything? Bianca Jagger goes, Oh my goodness, it's so hot. And he goes, I don't know. When I was in Cairo shooting the fly who bugged me, it was 130 in the shade.
1: <laughs> the fly who bugged me. <laughs> oh man. That's how the Peabody that's how they won the Peabody Award. <laughs> and the winner of the Pulitzer Surprise for 1981 goes to. Al Dito and the custom crew of the
0: Red uh, Run. Okay, now this is a syrupy, sweet, sickening moment uh-huh. between these two in which Burt Reynolds is like, I really like talking to you.
3: That's sweet.
0: You're sweet as sugar.
3: I am.
0: She does I, have this funny I, bit. She goes, I love trees. She goes, I love laying under trees and just bawling all night. She said it to the uptight guy, right? Right. And then she's in the bar in Connecticut um, with Burt Reynolds and she goes, I love trees. My favorite thing about trees is, and she's going to drop the line. And that's when Don Deloese goes up and goes, GJ, GJ, I found a doctor. You know? All and, right. Yeah. So, so then Burt oh, Reynolds was like, What were you saying? And she goes, I was saying that I love to lay under a tree all night long and and then he gets interrupted again. I would say there's about five or six funny things in this film.
1: Well, the doctor is funny. Yeah. Uh, Adrienne and her friend are funny. Uh, no. Terry, Terry Bradshaw and Mel Tillis are funny.
0: Yes. Uh, yes.
1: And then well they they shot their water in the beginning of the film you can't top driving your car into a swimming pool <laughs> not only that did you notice in that scene when they drive their car in the swimming pool there's like a bikini girl in this in the swimming pool like hanging out by the ladder like <laughs> it's <laughs> like what the fuck, man that guy they yeah. drove the fucking car in the pool get the fuck out of the pool yeah right all nine one one see if you're like you know
0: active Okay, uh, turn it up for a second and listen to his stupid, stupid dialogue.
1: I'm a, I'm a second off, so see me. I'm talking to you, you know. I think it's really nice. Brock, write some better romance.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay, here, listen to his stutter. We're just uh, 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 looking for a pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Oh, with
1: uh, North Carolina plates, you're driving all the way to Missouri for cigarettes? How about a beer? How about
0: the fact that your paint job is coming off? You want to take these guys away? The good guys strike. Okay, back. now yeah. we get uh, like a. um Okay, Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLouise get away with it. They get through, and th- there's going to be like a car crash and an explosion that's way too big, and the car goes into the river. And I guess we're supposed to think this is funny. That's what I'm saying. It's such a
1: big production and it really happened. Isn't it like Buster Keaton and uh, uh, old Stoneface and Harold Lloyd and uh, Charlie Chaplin and all, you know, and all this shit hits them? You watch the Harold Lloyds and like fucking trains are going at them,
0: houses are falling out. (laughs) Well, back then it had to all be real, but here they had some serious money on. Okay, here it comes. All right. Way too big an explosion. It doesn't make sense. A car wouldn't do that. It's not a bomb.
1: <laughs> this movie was until. <laughs>
0: uh, but it wasn't.
1: It made its money. What was the Nicolas Cage, Martin Scorsese movie? Were there EMT drivers? Oh, like, I love yeah. that one. Into yeah. the
0: Night, Heat of the Night.
1: Uh, no, you're thinking of Into the of Night. E-
0: into the Night.
1: It was, it was like Edge um, of the Night. End of the Night or Days of End.
0: I love this one scene in which they go and save there there's there's two twins one of them dies and one of them lives and so uh he's really really upset that he lost the child the kid so he gets into the ambulance they're about to go out and the other guy's like smoking a cigar and smiling and, and and uh he's like don't give me that look he goes what look like we just saved a baby. We did. We lost the baby.
1: I remember that. That was fucking sick. <laughs> it was a great <laughs> film. Good film. This so this the only thing I remember with Jackie Chan in this film is that he when he watches uh behind the green door porno movie, it's um that was
0: in the car, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh man, are those burritos?
0: What the fuck? It's uh Jamie Farr. If you turn up the sound, you'll hear his order.
1: Oh, please don't make me do that. I'm not even on. That. All right, give me a second. You got it. Here's the sound.
2: 675.
0: Here, my desert blossom. We missed it's it. What? Oh, he's talking right now. Of- no, but he was, you said, what did they order? And he goes like, three lamb burgers, one couscous, <laughs> eight he, li- he He lists all these Arabic. Wow. Look at her <laughs> lips. Her lips. Oh it's we've missed it but yes, uh, I, oh. He says he'll come back for her. Okay. Well, let's, let's listen to the lips. I
3: don't know how to ask you.
0: This, this is oh, a horrible uh Brock yates dialogue in which uh you know Dom Delouise gets close to uh uh, Farrah Fawcett, and I, I remember this. See, this is where this movie gets really
1: close to off to go off the rails because he's like, Oh, I have a split personality, you know.
0: Well, that's uh, Captain Chaos. He has Captain...
1: to, but see, like, it's introduced in the beginning of the film. We saw Captain Chaos, right? Right he, in
0: he... the beginning, yes,
1: but it's still the ending is such a weird cop out when he suddenly turns into fucking Captain Chaos. Like, maybe he truly is Chaos, you know.
0: Well, uh that's how the joke of it it's sort of like the movie part in the beginning we learn about captain chaos we see him and then in the end it's captain chaos who helps them win the race they zoom past all the other cars of course they don't win the race but you see what i'm saying yeah I, i bet you that brock yates thought he was super super clever like it's a great you know and then in the end, it's Captain Chaos who makes them win. But then they don't win. I don't know. I wish I could speak with. Uh, p- actually, if Brock Yates was here, I'd be very polite and I would say, I enjoyed
1: it. Mr. Yates, what a pleasure. And I'm so glad and honored that your movie is playing for free on YouTube
0: what an effort to write this whole thing and you created the race yourself boy was i impressed blah, blah, blah.
1: tell us the story about how you needed a car that would flee police so you got an ambulance and that's oh. actually you in there i'd love to hear that story
0: oh you inspired two sequels and yeah the biggest grossing the sixth biggest grossing el paso yeah and they pass it
1: they el paso did
0: I so, think the joke here, and I never caught it, even though I'm watching this film, you know, repeatedly, right. is that oh, they they thought they were doing great, but they went the wrong way. Ding and ding a ding 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 ding, and they had the U-turn.
1: Oh, let's, let's listen to some of the music so we can get some context. Oh,
0: long time, I'm sorry. Okay, now this is actually a little bit funny, but not a lot funny. She's like, I got this one. Nice. Because they've been fooling every cop. Right. Oh what? no, it's Valerie. Valerie from Too Close for Comfort? That's right. No, it's Valerie Perine. What's it? Yeah, Valley. She was in Superman, remember Miss oh, Testfucker? Yeah. We she was in another film we did. Alright. But she's not a lesbian? Oh, <laughs> she was in Mr. Billions. That was it.
1: Oh, I love that movie.
0: Yeah, she was not That's a lesbian.
1: Movie. So there's a different girl right now in his car. Let's hear this music.
2: I'd rather not. Come be such a bore talking to those chaps.
1: Oh my God, really 14 days, Carl? It's hard to believe that they shot this in one take. Uh,
0: no, that was Burt Reynolds. Oh. Uh, other people, you know, it wasn't all shot in sequence. Hey, look,
1: look, look. Okay, Aston Martin has smoke in it.
0: This could be the scene in which it happened. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's unintentional. Jokes. It was a collision with another car, so... Yeah, it's a Aston Martin. This could be it. Um yeah this this is probably it, it this made a paraplegic um 24 year old german american stunt woman heidi von belz a former championship skier this,
1: this is the scene this is a death scene right here we're watching a snuff movie carl
0: injured in the car crash during production of the film Jim and- driven by jimmy nickerson weaving between oncoming vehicles smoke machine give the impression that the oh here's your porno you were talking about. I
1: like this yeah what's behind the green door green door there's a grand piano and it's playing behind the green door this is a san francisco porn movie she goes to like uh uh this famous theater in the theater uh, and these, these crummy brothers run this uh porn theater in San Francisco and it was uh-huh. actually like a Emilio Estevez movie. Oh, uh, with Charlie Sheen, they were the brothers. One killed them, the other one. And I just I'm just killing time I don't remember the name. Were
0: they garbage collectors?
1: No, that's Men in Work. This is oh. based on a true story. Well, that's Men in Work was based on a true story too. I think that back. Mitchell Brothers, that's the name. So mm-hmm. the Mitchell Brothers had a theater and they shot the porn movie in there and they are the, the heroes. They tell this guy, like they're in the movie, they go into a diner this guy's eating uh, scrambled eggs. He's like, you won't believe the sex orgy show we saw last night. It was
0: incredible. It was also behind the green door.
1: Oh, What happened? I'll keep eating your scrambled eggs. And I'll tell you, she was blowing this guy. Whoa. Oh, some more. That was rude for them to talk about sex with a guy who's was eating scrambled eggs.
0: Why? Right. Because sex is so gross that they'll throw up? I don't get that. You talk you, about you, bathroom you, stuff when you're eating, it's hard. You talk about you, sex and it's...
1: You could eat while someone explicitly tells you about sex? Yes. I don't know. I'm a little awkward about that. I'm
0: too no, shy. Gr- OK, this is a famous scene in which they will jump over a train. And I don't know why it's such a famous scene, but it is.
1: All right. Well, because does Waylon Jennings interrupted?
0: The the, the jump is not so exciting, but the internet Ooh. went crazy about it. What? Here it the comes. We. That's supposed to be a huge
1: stunt for its day. Tell me how Nino was like the stuntman, stuntman.
2: Yeah, he is
1: a
0: connoisseur of stuntmanery. Yeah, well I wonder how he felt about that quadriplegic. I mean, that is tragic. And she was a championship skier and she died in 2015. That's a long time to be a quadriplegic. And also this
1: guy's feelings, so he's overweight. You don't have to rub it in every time he drives by. <laughs> I guess they
0: thought that was funny.
1: Well, no, you're right. Like uh, she, uh, you know, you mentioned Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers 2000, someone got injured in a car chasing. They had like a giant collision crash scene at the end. I think she got hurt.
0: You brought up uh, the injury in uh, um, uh, Quentin Tarantino and the actress. uh, I love that. Uma Uma Thurman. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of Kill Bill
1: 2, which is so crazy because it's like two hours of the movie, and it's not a memorable scene other than the fact that she got seriously injured. She got an injury from it. Yeah. He made her do the stunt where she hits a tree.
0: Now, this is, this scene is pretty good because it's, I don't know, it's it's interesting, wow. it's cool. They can't, none of them can get up the hill, it's just too steep, and you saw all the racers going down. Right. But Jackie Chan's Japanese car has a secret weapon, it's a rocket.
1: <laughs> How secret is it? Look at the panel, it says rocket control system. <laughs>
0: Now look, they don't have a shoulder belt, just a lap belt.
1: Nice. Well, it is still kind of early. Now
0: watch this stunt. Look, it really, maybe it's being held by a chopper. It's really up there.
1: So you're saying it's not held by a chopper. They really... I
0: I don't know. It looks like it might be.
1: If only I listened to the commentary track from the director, I would have an answer for you.
0: (laughs) <laughs> which you have listened to. Okay, here's the worst scene of the film. It's the dumbest scene ever. Um, there's a uh, uh, a fight going on uh, that that uh, Tattletale's host is getting hassled by Peter Fonda, for Tommy? and everyone goes for inexplicable reason to help. It, it makes no sense. Like they wouldn't do it, but but that's what. Uh, that's what Brock Yates wrote. It's too bad we missed that thing before because the cop yelled at Sammy Jame- Davis Jr. and he goes, he goes, be quiet shorty. And Sammy Davis Jr. looks at uh, Dino and he's like, why didn't he call me shorty? And Dino goes, because you're small. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, well, that is some classic.
0: all, oh, yeah, but he did it so well. Oh, and I got Steven you. Know. his junior took it. He goes, am I? Well, um, it's still off the
1: cuff. That's why this movie is a classic, you know. <laughs> yeah, great film. It's the spontaneity of this movie.
0: Um, I want you to know, I just want to give credit to those guys who jumped over the train, the flat car. It's yeah. Rick Aviles and Alfie Wise rick i believe i can fly <laughs> rick i'll release i can touch the sky
1: <laughs> oh my god he's like yeah now these characters uh, everyone is stuck
0: now right. captain chaos will make an appearance
1: in this scene oh uh, and the movie just goes down south
0: yeah uh, like i said Tattle tales host is getting hassled by Peter Fonda, who's playing the part he played in Easy Rider.
1: And
0: was I mean, he Captain America or the kid? He's Captain America,
1: man. I'm Billy. And that guy is Captain America. We're going to go drive across America. Sure, yeah. we got cocaine in the gas tank, but we're good guys. And we're exploring America. People hassle us. Maybe it's because we get to have cocaine in our motorcycles. And no, it's crank.
0: Under. It was crank. It was crystal meth.
1: Oh, it was crystal. Yeah, right. It's some Benny dust. You like Betty's? is a dust form. I call it Motley. (laughs) Listen, we're just easy riders. We just want to explore America, hang out at Commune, take some acid and freak out at New Orleans
0: uh, uh, Cemetery. You know the usual for Commie. Now, my research has again failed us because right there to the right of Peter Fond is a very famous guy. Baldy guy? Baldy guy. He was one of the, you know, back in 81, people weren't bald like that. That wasn't until the basketball player did it. What about
1: about, uh, the guy from Hills Got Eyes? You know what I'm talking about? He he had a bald head and weird crooked ears.
0: You might have a bald head and weird crooked ears. But the thing is, you and I, sitting here in 2020, look at him and he doesn't look weird to us. Yeah. in 1981, he looked like a freak. You know, you just didn't do that.
1: He's definitely out there. He deserves to be in this movie. We haven't put any of the audio on uh, Dino Dino and Sammy. We've tried.
0: Oh, yeah, you know. I keep rubbing it in. I'm sorry. Okay, here ah. he's in trouble, and for some inexplicable reason, people will go help him. There goes Captain Chaos.
1: Captain Chaos. Total ripoff of Captain Caveman. Come on. He's just missing club. Now, think- look.
0: Thanks. Why should they all go and help this guy? Why do they all go and get involved in the fight?
1: Oh my god. Now Yeah, this is where Hal Nina made that comment.
0: Well around the Yeah. Um, this scene is just to give Jackie Jackie Chan some uh
1: reason to be in there.
0: Yeah. Now Roger well, Moore is a good sport in this because he you see, that's not very James Bond, right? To lose. He,
1: yeah, he was in Road Trip, too. I think like, you know, once you're a Bond man, you can tweak your image a bit. No, I think I'm Roger Moore. I'm thinking of Roger Moore. Oh, he is Roger Moore.
0: He is Roger Moore. Yeah. Unlike Sean Connery.
1: Yeah, Sean Connery kind of was able to do other roles. besides. But look, Budweiser again.
0: Maybe it is product placement.
1: Well, or it was a coincidence that some place had a giant Budweiser sign. Oh, another Budweiser sign. What a coincidence. Oh my God, it's Liberty.
0: It's Captain Chaos doing all sorts of hero stuff.
1: Ridiculous. All right, there's Bert. I can't believe you punched Dino. Yeah, I know. How's this for a
0: roast? Wow, Burt Reynolds just did that uh Captain Kirk move with the the two hands. Of the,
3: uh, he probably learned it from how needed
1: Whatever. So yeah, he was Burt Reynolds was in a fifties western on TV. You know, like that's where well, you...
0: way back when. Yeah, Burt Reynolds really wasn't a big star on movies until um Deliverance. Yes, that's when he. And 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 that was not a very Burt Reynolds role. What he would go on to do. I mean, he was wimpy. He hurt it, He broke his leg. Right. Uh, uh, this guy's so famous. Do you recognize his face? He looks like the Hills Guy guy. I know he's not. Oh yeah, isn't he like a? Uh, I don't you... know. He was in a lot of movies like Mad Max and stuff. I I, I don't uh, have it written down here, but I've seen Mad Max. I'm making a guess. I'm making a guess. He's he's
1: been... I remember this guy. Hey, that guy has
0: something to do in this movie. Okay, so now the road's open. And they all can finally go. He's on the phone with Jimmy the Greek upping his bet.
1: Jimmy the Greek, how funny. Yeah, he got busted. I watched a movie recently. and I saw it on... uh, Amazon Prime It was a 3D movie and it actually had 3D to it. It's called The Four Dimensions of Greta. It's like kind of a 70s, 60s uh, UK sexploitation movie. And, you know, there is some kind of sexual assault movie, uh, scenes in it. But one of the salons that she meets uh, at a party, he's, he's introduced. He's like, I want you to meet the boys. There's Tony Sohn and uh, Jim, the, uh, Jimmy the Greek. No. Phil the Greek. That was his name. Yeah, here we go jackie yes yeah, all jackie.
0: to show yeah. off his karate
1: his this uh, is where Hal nina upset it well i mean that's the only reason to watch it the 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 hong kong release of this movie had jackie in the front of the poster and i'm sure they use all these scenes in the trailer but he was the star that's pretty good stuff
0: he was the star of the poster
1: yeah, he was the star of the DVD box I saw, or the DVCr. What was it? Remember the DCD? It's a weird format. Uh,
0: was it like a owl, like a size of a twelve inch record? No, that's a laser disc. Laser was, disc,
1: yeah, laser. Yeah, disc. I always okay. hate that. You get really into a movie, you got to flip it to side B.
0: <laughs> that isn't true, is
1: it? Yeah, it's double-sided, like a record, a laser disc. (laughs) It It was one-sided.
0: Okay, now Captain, they're losing the race. They're upset about it, and and Burt Reynolds, now Captain Chaos shows up, and they start speeding past everyone.
1: Oh, just like in real life. (laughs) Hey, honey, let's watch the laser disc of Godfather, too. Fredo, I loved you
0: laser disc is the exact same technology as a cd i don't know why it didn't take off it was a digital format and i don't know why it didn't take off i mean dvd uh CD well, you to flip it.
1: he'll say like fredo i always uh, use you and it'd be like please flip over to side d that is not true <laughs> I had a bachelor laser disc player. It automatically dropped. It It flipped it over automatically. So wow, pretty classy. Yeah. How do you want to watch Cannibal Run? It's on laser (laughs) disc. We'll get to the Aston Martin. Remind me, I'll flip it aside B.
0: Yeah, because when the Aston Martin flips, so do you flip the Uh, (laughs) flip it over. Okay, now this is just the not prettiest part of LA you could ever choose. They're on their way to Santa Monica. Yay! I don't know who this actress is. She's <laughs> a new
1: girl. New girl. We saw it's a bikini world, uh, which uh, also took place in Santa Monica and Venice Beach.
0: But that movie wasn't a cheap.
1: It was a, a kind of a weird '60s. Girl.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. like we need a movie for the summer. Yeah. And it had All sorts of. What was funny it about was that big film big is big. when it came out, all those. Um all the music in it was old news you know and and the the yardbirds had different members and but it had very famous clubs okay so now it's become a foot race kind of like uh talladega nights
1: yeah but that but i I never understood this was that brought up in the beginning
0: that you have to park your car and race over no now burt reynolds made everybody scrum he made everybody get tackled and celebrity
1: dog pile.
0: Cap- Captain Chaos is about to win.
1: Yes, but I wonder what happens, Carl. Don't tell me. Oh, there's Adrian.
0: Oh, please help my baby, my baby.
1: Oh, right, but he's Oh, Captain help Chaos. you,
0: baby! Well, that makes sense. Like real life. Look, that goes with h- how he set up the film, but... In a film like this, our heroes win. Well, he's stop true, defending so. it! Stop defending it! it, it they, defending they're it. they're supposed, supposed it. to be a final battle, and Movies then they better. do their contest: win, loser, draw. And chaos. then there's I'm one not- surprise challenge. You can't see a movie, hero wins.
1: you go to the theater, and you think it's going to happen, but, oops, the whip blew the ticket out of his hand, and they lose. So, you know, it's a classic film noir. You're always going to die at the end of the film. There's nothing you can do about it. That's
0: not what this film is. This isn't a classic film noir film. This is a Hollywood blockbuster. You know, suckers
1: never win. Wow, look at, look at Dom yeah good look at the people in the back they're not even actors they're like audience members they're like yeah, yeah. hey guys you want to see dom del Luis riff for 40 minutes in the sun
0: captain yeah, USA. Would
1: yeah where the fuck did he get that shit?
0: i don't know and it doesn't make sense because he was captain chaos when he was a child
1: this doesn't go he's like bug's Bunny. i just pulled his out of my ass oh there's and the rest well, yeah, yeah I get right. there. Uh, oh, I'm now on their side.
0: No, he's not. He's not. Now, the thing is that the heavy, if this movie was written right, would have been stopping them at the end, and they would have had to fight him to win.
1: So, all right. Well, looks like Roger took care of it.
0: Now, once again, Roger Moore's a good sport here because he's going to get ejector seated out of his own car.
1: Oh, and everyone's going to laugh at it. Oh, finally, I could smoke a cigar in public.
0: Yeah, it's dumb. It's like, I couldn't stop the race. Well, how would you like a cigar, my good man? He goes, all right, I'll take something, and he smokes. The- it's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Now, Roger Moore's like, why didn't you get ejector seated? And then he goes oh, and he- tries it himself. Oh, did Roger Moore went out there? Yeah, Roger Moore got ejector seated. What a good sport, because he's yeah. usually but I guess it's a comedy. Well, he was there. There was more,
1: and then there was no more. <laughs> Roger no more. Seat. Roger no more, because the ejector seat, get it. All right, so you go, finally, there's a big party. Everyone drinks at the end. Right.
0: And they're not upset that they lost at no. all.
1: They all made it on the same time. I guess because of the traffic.
0: Santa Monica Pier. Yeah,
1: we got a helicopter. Hal needs them. Get two helicopter. Hal needs them.
0: Hal <laughs> needs them.
1: All right. Well, wow, look at that under the pier. Oh, and here it we get our just-
0: outtakes, which inspires Jackie Chan to do the same thing.
1: These are uh, classic and been parodied before and. It, this is a. Uh,
0: they read the script. They just think they're so funny. They think they're so funny. But I mean, they're having a good time, you know, and, and
1: top of the world, top of the world. With music arranged and conducted by All Caps.
0: Al Caps. Oh, Lil Abner cartoons? Right. Not really. My best Al Cap's moment was when he was ribbing John Lennon. There's a great clip.
2: I he love was, he,
0: that. Oh, you saw it. Yeah, you go ugly. Yeah. Right to his face. And John Lennon's taking it. He's taking it. He was at the sit in, right? They
1: were in the bed. Yeah. In. Yeah. yeah. And Al Cap was, he had a second career. He, we're talking about the cartoonist for a strip yeah. called mm-hmm. uh, Lil Abner. And Lil' Abner ran for decades, and it's a it's very stylistically cool, and the language is cool, and he was known to be a satirist. And like schmooze are very famous among Jews because it's basically the way people treat Jews, you know, these schmooze and like, it's a, a schmo or whatever it's called, like the schmoo. It's a Jewish thing. It's like the guy you can kick around, you know, like, so it's, uh, it's kind of cool to see in pop culture. He had a musical, Lil' Abner, but he was also like this weird windbag columnist. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and he was like kind of conservative of his time but he was also kind of like warren downey jr as a blowhard blowhard that's the word i'm trying to guess so yeah he the famous ben and there's footage on youtube of him uh talking to yoko uh look at terry well, bradshaw
0: finest thing yeah he uh really uh john uh, lennon and you know he's looking at yoko Ono and going oh I feel so sorry for you, sir. You know, John okay. sitting there going like this with this beard, just ooh, you know, just taking it, just taking it. Well, because I he
1: was like he did this column on like how women aren't smart or something, but he was like this weird, crude sexual harasser guy, allegedly. That but
0: makes sense. That makes yeah. sense.
1: But yeah, he had a second career making writing these these documentary and doing these TV specials, like Al Cap goes to the campus, you know. Yeah. Al Campus. Really weird. Oh, uh, here's all the great music. None by Jerry Reeds. Lou Rawls persona. Yeah, Lou
0: Rawls has a big hit, a big song in this.
1: Behind the Green George. it, Mitchell Brothers Film Group. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the Mitchell Brothers themselves tell the story. So this is with Georgia. This is uh, another film from Georgia.
0: <laughs> it's a living.
1: Uh, oh my God, it's a living. And the movie. He's like, I'm just getting a paycheck. Ha ha ha
0: ha.
1: Don't watch anything. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Why
0: were you laughing? Because he laughed and you hit me.
1: Yeah, Dino was laughing every there, yeah. day. There's Hal There's Hal, Hal. Hal. There's Hal.
0: And he made himself the last moment. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: What an interesting cameo. Yeah, the final scene in the movie. Carl. That was the final scene of the movie. what do you think of Cannonball Run?
0: <laughs> this film was a piece of crap.
1: <laughs> it's not even a film. It was ruined by me, 1981, where Adrian Balboa went to clock it in, and the woman in the audience said, "They win. I saw this movie already, and I <laughs> wasted 80 minutes of my 10-year-old life watching it. it Who didn't care? There was car crashes. It didn't care." Terry Bradshaw, the famous football player. My 10-year-old boy said, move on, Jake. Oh my God, is that Mel Tillis? I've been listening to him half my life. Didn't care. Dean Martin of the Dean Martin Roast and the Gold Diggers. I love that prenatally. Didn't even care. Those were room. Rat Packers. Didn't oh my care. God. That's one-sixteenth of the Rat Packers. You got <laughs> and Sammy. You just need Frank, Peter, uh, come me out. Well, who else is in the room?
0: Uh, Dino and Sammy.
1: Yeah, Dino's there were uh, others.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Dino's that was
1: before our time. Oh, my God. So, uh, Carl, it wasn't much of a movie. It was a huge success. It's contagious laughter. People love to see the outtakes because Burt Reynolds laughs and then guess what? Dom DeLuise laughs and guess what? They all laugh. We're all laughing. It's
0: hilarious.
1: Oh, it's hilarious. Well, thank you guys. Uh if once Cannibal Run 2 hits YouTube, we'll do that movie. And then we'll have the trilogy taken away. And then we can put it on Patreon. And people could pay five dollars to hear yeah. us talk over yeah. Cannibal Run, Cannibal Run 2. And then six years ago, speed <laughs> zone. We did the, over two. The
0: crappeterian
1: Collection. The crappeterian Collection with commentary over the commentary. Yeah, I was kind of a sluggish at this point. I had to wipe the goo off my mouth and I didn't want Carl to see. So I was trying to distract. Oh, man, disgust. Carl. Oh, what? That was a motion picture. They were yeah. pictures, they were moving. It was a Sorry,
0: audience. Sorry, audience.
1: Well, next week, and we had mentioned this movie earlier. we were just kind of jumping all over the places with movie suggestions. I had suggested a movie previously. It's in Vincent Price. when he gets possessed by a demon. I don't remember the title, but we're gonna do that movie next week.
0: Uh, It was Diary of a Madman, and I think it was 1963.
1: Okay, here's the trailer. I am Vincent Price, and I'm going to turn into a wicked monster. And then there's gonna be great special effects, and my face will change. Uh, Actually, Vincent, you're possessed by a demon, and so just pretend the demon's in you, okay? And go. Ah, possessed by a demon, I'm Vincent Price in a world where Vincent
2: Price is in a horror film.
1: Right, in a world where Vincent Price is a horror movie where he turns into the demon, there's no change or special effects because it's a $10 <laughs> budget. Huh, I'm now the demon. Oh, 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 oh. Ew, I'm the demon. Well, now I sound more like Vincent Price. No, I don't even. Vincent Price. I can now, <laughs> I sound like Peter Lorre. I can't do it. I, I know I, what I, you're going for, though. I can hear it. Oh. I'm I getting mucus. Dairy of a madman. <laughs> I must be lactose intolerant. Dairy, dairy of a
2: madman.
1: <laughs> but I can't stop drinking it, even though I'm getting snotty. It's ridiculous. My skin's puffy. Dairy of a madman. Why is he drinking it? He's lactose intolerant. That's mad. Well, ladies and gentlemen that has been the trailer for our next week's movie <laughs> <laughs> and it's a horror movie and it's going to be airing around Halloween.
0: it's going to be After a horror a bowl
1: yeah what a what a horror uh, honor uh that is uh, carl uh any uh where can people see you in person
0: performing uh yeah not in this world uh right. carlsucks.com carl sucks. if com. i'm doing something i don't know it's there's no there's no bookings i was just at the flamingo club it was a strip club and we were in the parking lot right that's the gigs i get on weekends occasionally nothing's going on
1: i heard you're a good stripper though i rode the parking lot and gave you Mm -hmm. like four stars
0: i i went home with 46 bucks that night in singles
1: well yeah i got
0: tipped i got tipped
1: you know when they when you make it rain in the parking lot it leaves little puddles (laughs) Uh, oh on on that note i think we should end our show uh that has been our show ladies and gentlemen i hope you enjoyed cannibal run and i hope you enjoyed watching it again with us talking over it and uh better we'll be be doing that next week with the Diary of the madman uh a man diary of the madman with a a diary of a madman
0: is it a man diary of a madman and i think it was pretty expensive to do because it starred vincent price
1: Oh, very pricey pictures, which as I say, came with the price. This
0: yeah, yeah. his fee, his fee, yeah, that's uh, the Vincent Price.
1: The Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, thank you, Carl. What a pleasure. Thank you, audience. We'll see you next week.
0: L L Double Double It's pronounced mutiny. MUTINY! It's, it's pronounced MUTINY! MUTINY! Uh, my turn-offs are guys who say MUTINY! MUTINY? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman!
2: Oh, Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman. You oh, Spiegelman feel hey! mine. My Spiegelman. My Spiegelman. My Spiegelman.
3: shaped by emotion shapes emotion, emoted and traveled or not to dream and know that future tense as it is, is only that and the dreamery is the brain to heart correlation with the motor power or not also. Consider our friend in a wheelchair. Or perhaps deft or not to speak but to use a computer's voice and perhaps far away this bit of AI he's chosen is his lyrical of himself processed through a menagerie of imagery and thus is the friendly side he meant to be in the to be known magical part of speech that we cannot yet see. So back to hearts, and be they may at your back. When wind and snails be preferred is up to in the willingness of one's own mode of motor described desire in the psyche and astral globules of unplanary lunataries we are, spherical and lexical and obvious in our bodies of body and language, from shadows towards light and to be seen as shapes are given the power to utilize and spread and give light to another, surely is the, what the hell am I going to do with all this light, as I can't carry it far enough with me without a purpose and a means to do so. And what instructions indeed have I been given to use it, for just to make myself look beautiful or to make a path or signal to my friends or those nearby, perhaps even unknowing to myself, as to where the light, and by light I mean oxygen in the paths travelled in love and blood, from the imagination and through to the motor reflexes of the shapes of our beings, and beginnings as we shall be known in the moments through childhood and this presence of a present and present day, life so we covered spaces, and spaces cover us or mingle and allow one to mingle with our notions of motion, and our multitasking is thusly automatic as our intentions coincide with one another, but what in these days of strife or perhaps a lacking in the motion equations of participation in the needed and essentially manageable ways and means, as indicative of the contagion, which is life or death or some means in between, as to be settled, swarmed, are lifted and carried forward in the exacting and plus economy of our own bodies to pick up and generate new cells. Cellular communication, as the breadth of living that occurs in their lifetimes is enough to signal and protect themselves and orient their own modes of transport towards the will and willingness of the rest of our bodies and by that I mean all our bodies, as path colloidities. to say plainly that mixture of paths which neither combined, yet are in a singular or multifaceted arrangement of like and kind or distraught and measurable. And so science brings us to the doctor, where a good one with simple touch will remind us how the body is meant to work, and as observed by the patient, should indeed smile. You ever notice that you feel better at the doctor, even waiting in the waiting room your symptoms don't feel as bad, and perhaps you even feel silly just being there, as you try to describe yourself to yourself so you can be at your worst for your doc, to make the trip all the worthwhile. Silly. This is why they make you wait in that little room for 20 minutes, and as you obsess. They continue to maintain a calm, and perhaps it is this offset which gives them the calm to proceed with your own healing, if you have a good one and know him or her to be good. A good physical is always good, and a measure of that hard and some simple acknowledgments of numbers to please the pair of you. Well, and when you leave, of course you do the same behaviors that got you there in the first place, armed with this knowledge that things are actually okay, and that a few pills and a trip onward and some rest are all that is required. But what is actually happening? Well as you care for yourself, not only are you changing your behavior away from the normal humdrum etc but those around you actually see you caring, and by caring for yourself, you automatically care for others, and that bit of rest, and not a literal rest but a resting of an idea that health should be sought and maintained, inspires a change throughout our bodies to likewise, And that is what the cells know. And they know when it's time to be reclaimed into the body. And they do so in a means which allows enough health to flush them away and carry on their program and programming. There are several types of impedance for the bodies of motion to stay in motion, and hence the psychomotor abilities, and those are, oil. You need fluidity and bendability and this occurs with soft tissue, and the rest of the anatomy and of course oxygen delivered by the blood, and actually generated by a draw of your motor control and into your, shoulders perhaps, as you're in the erect homo sapiens and your ability to be upright It always you coordination with the others to correlate a need to walk about and indicate your direction, above blood, and say lymph nodes and fluids which run in reverse to the blood for the flex motion and cleansing of said waste. We have astral overlap, should you be so lucky as to have these spinny electrons as masses and your astral being as directed by your brain imagination and eyes, as drawn, well I don't know which right side they're drawn to, only known they were seen upside down, so perhaps they are imagined in the opposite direction, corollary to the planet's ground, and the reverse is what occurs within others, from either air to ground or ground up again, through and known by the many lines in the feet as traveled and traveled further and which bits have crinkled, that that is really not the point at this point, but moving to another means of motor ability or inability, and that is sheer knowledge of proprioception versus what you know of your actual physicality. So that is where your body feels and sees itself and where it wants to go versus the internal feeling of the spatial orientation of bodies and overlap, as they might occur. This spacing and overlap is lasting until bodies have moved both in their physical and astral planes, or spheres depending on their centripetal air to ground, ground to body, or body to body, which is also a combination of these and the others. So back to our hearts, which work is our autonomic system, and are only noticed when they're noticed, and because we cannot notice our entire bodies as individuals such discrete systems at once, The closed system continues to function to each other, with the chambers of the heart in particular control and satisfaction with its highest level, if that is accurate, protection against any sorts and mishaps that a bumbling being such as ourselves may come across, or over or under, or the combinations of a day yet to be lived, and so on. And so the body is satisfied when there is a planned solution, just like the visit to the doctor's office when you put your body on hold, or perhaps are told things are not quite as they rightly should be, and tap-tap while they find an alternative to your behavior in your matters of matter and affairs. Perhaps they suggest one. So precipitously, and back to my condition of a sort of conditioned augmentation of corn or alcohol or perhaps the combilatory of the two, as administered as a colorless odorless liquid, stirred in and kept in small batches for the nastiness of being nasty to a particular foe, in my case, me. I can only imagine the liver's inability to process this as an enzyme and turn it to aldehyde, and simultaneously known as my current, and current body inability to metabolize standard alcohol, coupled with the knowledge that distilled spirits will never leave my body, or at least that is what is known to those around me, and while a simple beer may find an exit, something such as pure as vodka may sit and further warble around the liver and bodily fluids, fueled by food and liquid, I do know that in normality, food provides a body that can work out its own exchanges as we travel around, and that's why people move and eat and by having the opposing effect, our, and my and hours again bodies are highly vulnerable to every overlap on the motor and astral planes and spherals, and that having a combination of the two, with again body to ground, and the reversal of images to and from the eyes, etc. Well. Is the sort of exchange that can be lifted, and often and often is by this ordering of non-ordering digits, when they're working and working correctly and not being grappled unto as in a hey, what's this bit of bit here, and can I fiddle with it? So, just what would happen if the chemical could be neutralized and the body also could generate and regenerate itself? How would it precisely do so with ideal genetics? Perhaps we look into our own personal stem cells as those are known to us and the yet undamaged ones may still and be able to direct a regrowth of a particular form of ourselves. However note that the means would offset a lifetime of such living, and would indeed likely alter the forms of others and maybe even upset at a great imbalance the effects we already have. Perhaps, although done so in a particularly healthy portion to start, They indicate a temporal success and not a drastic one as if to ask the body to rebuild the porous portions of itself spontaneously and by direction at the weakest points in spatial time. Of course clearance and confirmation of the disintegration of said chemical would need to be confirmed, and perhaps this could be done via the pores, during a bursty and particular exercise and discrete swabbing at various points on the body and as noted by the participant as to which bits are where and how much and etc. Even to go as a complicated touchpad where the body parts are observable magnetically and via a touch screen by the participant as to confirm which part is moving and to what degree of discomfort each bits are. Care must be given to ground electrics, perhaps rigging a circle or pathway to walk with such a machine, and observe from this treadmill, underneath like a reversal of an LCD. The electrical capacitance of any small dot of a grid beneath where a special shoe is to be perhaps worn. Perhaps these shoes are permanent, and ideally shielded in one direction as to not unbalance, or perhaps like an active noise cancellation to find and cancel out the bits which are troubling, or at least sour them to observe if they've decided to decycle and move along. Getting on with food a bit. It is now believed that eating has a sort of chatter with the earth and the others who had traveled before and are coming and so on, so that the earth and all beings, in particular humans, but literally down to the microbes beneath the soil, as a sort of advance warning for the energy produced versus the waste and hence the density of a planetary clean-up that will be required, in air and soil once the energies have been utilized, and additionally signaling others to what direction and whether enough energy will be available for said anybody to reach their destination for the furthering of everything even down to the placement and displacement of water, so that all systems are corollary to not only the balancing of a human being, to walk upright and travel by a sustainable means of the planet, but that communities of like kinds can be embedded with the planet and share a means for a means too, on average or above, and literally from above. Provide a wealth of watering or not as needed to provide this very complex yet automatic equation of providing even for the lasting of these microbes who have received your food electrical instructions and are carrying about their planning and work. Of course in a city, while our communication must reach them, the soil must be dead or going mad trying to discover what has been said to them at all times, with people walking around well fed and no return, sans a sanitary cleanup which is maintained outside the scope and instructions of a standard speed of living adjustment of a happy life for itself, and this leaves us with an odd exchange with the planet and we put more work into creating this sanitation, and hence is a non-return for ourselves and the planet further, and so allows us to offset further and consume what is not needed, and further not observable to ourselves in our immediate nature, hence, junk food. Tastes good. That's not the end, or end of it if you get my drift, which you don't because it long and far away down a pipe and mixed in with a manual enzyme which are fed separately and introduced to do the job of being happy with their caged up living arrangements. Anyway, this is why our toxic to the planet, and why the planet, while trying its damnedest to provide for us, continues to be shielded by our own selves, as we appear to be clean and smell nice and continue to occupy the spaces in excess of our actual astral health and wealth, keeping our nomadic lifestyle on going, at least in terms of having to move around every so-and-so again to be in a new place and hope nobody notices. So as this experiment goes, the properties of the food one consumes is directly related to its electrical properties to the ionic currents of the earth. Consider an oily substance will also disencourage a stickiness to the planet, and hence the leapfrogginess which should be sticky and communicative to the pad, and in which direction to move and jump, to catch that flying land again or find a mate, etc., slips away, and causes this disharmonic electrical residue which is static in its local for the time of alternating electrics combined with the bodies and with its shares. As the experiment further continues, An introduction of sugar, is likely combined by a jettison of glucose, which is felt immediately at the end points of concern, though may not likely be in actuality physically at those points of contact. However they were connected throughout the body, and we find that what was noticed is noticed further and, bb specific colder and more of a vertical displacement, as other layers pop to the surface to perhaps be attractive to the sugars, which then burn, as sugars do and in particular sugar plus alcohol. Too long an experimentation in such regards, of course alters the actuality of sensation and adjustments for behavior and etc. Although the same physics apply, and are just as observable, or in fact wholly non-observable as describing them by looking at them alters their sensation and further activities. Although still, as a basis, physics is satisfied, if we were to look at numbers, which we ought not to, but we will anyway. We would notice by using a low number and an equation also an observance, and even by a collection of such low numbers, while quite impossible to be accurately and observable by higher numbers, is by themselves very corollarily observable in groupings, and such is also thread in these groupings, to further protect the groups themselves, for the purposes of well movement and non-observability for one and the same reasoning. The preservation of a mode of transport Higher numbers are many other means, but also exhibit all the other numbering, however not as complete as pairings like hydrogen and oxygen are, in their solality and as a unit of strength such as a molecule, strongly atomic for itself, and in water's case. The likeness of purity of itself throughout all as it's known about, with every electronic spin, We examine, as we might, a pair of pairs, requiring twice as many as a pair to manage, and vastly four times as protective of its pathways of discovery, as known then to all sides the traffic is immense and discoverable from any angle where such a grouping in their rarely sequenced travelling occurs. The middle ground, and of course we're talking about digits, on hands and toes, which is how we learned about this in the first place. And all the combinations and directions of a prediction of behavior, and by how exactly body language becomes beauty, and by how beauty is then likely perceived as such, and by no trickery to be unknown by all. Time sequencer happens to be in that ordering, and to what level of desire is presented at any one time, that is, if sequence was played in reverse, when a hot be hotter or hotter, depending on what and how the presentations were made. Indicating how and unjust those sequences actually are, and in an actuality should, if at all, be presented on a single canvas, where the eye would snap onto one, and immediately zoom in to find the particular and that is the game until the next level of further discovery is to be made, and that is the participation of oneself in a very slight exchange, as to not get ahead or behind another in a set of rules not yet invented by either side of either coin and etc. To dream of a perfection of lifetime is a great way to write a novel and a novel way to live life, and that said, and done, is perhaps like having your date read all about you in the inquirer, and make her decisions about the who she'd like to read all about next, and likewise. But anyway, we cannot perhaps pause our own abilities, and we can or cannot offset, and discoveries are made at all times, and etc. stored are and carried to the satisfaction of all the properties of life. One last thing, in these today's notes and notices to consider, is our genome and how it is organized into sperm and egg, the little guys, and gals, not yet of course known as such, as we indicate them by the variable variables X and Y, like a small science experience, and, also helical just as the ionic forces emanating from our planet, and when, combined with one of two or the combination of the following, a concept of desire and a hence matching end to the corollary side of the helix, for without it, it cannot spin, and spin is the direction we must travel to reach it, and it reaches us, astrally, so to speak, but not quite as it's just fluid and material aligning to our planet and ourselves, what we encode on our end, creates this corollary sperm, and also, if desired. An egg for which to confirm at least the 50%, and in actuality a much greater if the job is successful from origin to travel and penetration of the egg, up to 100%, is the one to other sides portion of the combination of a continuation of the desire to be successful, specifically in finding a mate, which is our level of survival, as far as the sperm etc. are concerned. The man's objective is to create all the sperm for these desires and depending on these proclivities will produce the variety of those, as a time basis for their strength and composition to survive and desire to recreate. On the woman's side, each sharing of said desires produces a vessel to house such a creature, and provide the homing signal for said man to find and further require a desire to embed such a system to a caring careful being. The specifics on the female side of eggs is that they are produced in concert with hormones, furthering their behavior and image to provide all the astral, bodily, sensory and etc. means for the observance of the other, and of course once inside, the sperm should have no trouble locating its new home for the time being, as a being, driven by light itself, as mass particle this time, wherein the final pushes of a second penetration of the egg is allowed again, with a tap-tap perhaps signalling the friendly intentions and indications of the likeness in kind and kind future much desired by the pair of them, and perhaps with a bouquet of flowers. And so that is why we have ground and sky, not only for the travelling of ourselves and others, and by every system meant to utilise, signal, cleanse, and operate this globe of a planet, but to ensure our like kind to like and kind also, and see the language, as we were, as we are, And the continuation of successes lead to the satisfaction of physics, which is the essential part of your equations as noticed and even without, as well the optional portion for us to satisfy the metaphysics which we indicate as ourselves and provide for like equations to satisfy themselves in correlation with nature and its own abilities. And so our conscious and conscience are aptly close and close together. Like the centrifugal and centripetal, where one is forward and the other reverse thinking, or specifically observe and how one's memory, or perhaps the very shapes we see and observe in ourselves and others, create an automatic mapping of a pathway which is both our imagined desire and the known ability to do it right, for all parties involved in that particular equation, for that time which is reproduced as it now exists in the universe and in the body and mind parts of every tangent which has touched and it touches, and how it spins or pushes etc. And so, and to wrap up, just how many and how often these simple primitives are repeated and repeatable, and whether that has to do with the numbering involved in people, or how many possibilities of ideas to a terminating resolve, with a carry-over energy bit to provide movement and on to the next bit of behavior. Well. You can take it as long as you like, but at the primitive level, we have our digits, and digits of digits, as indicative as we bend, and why we bend. For the reason that to state while others move become uncomfortable with the grouping matching the first of the bendable bits, which again is why we bend, but more to the point. Our shapes are made from us and these tiny platforms with which we tangle and tug and pull and push on sets of primitives are like a puppeteer on a stage yet to be acted at in full, and if the show is successful, the primitives become real life, and the motions thus working are played at on the larger screen, and as repeatable as that, multiplied they provide for an even greater superset of such equations to work on this larger scale of the body, and fully utilized or wasted, is how our bodies indicate success, and is known by the earth from near and far and far away and in time, and perhaps calcified into bone for the far away future, although nearer than you think with thick marrow driving our materials forward, the living bone, and well, nutrient inside bone is our strength just as in the Earth, from center out, and in actuality is how microwaves work, and from space, by vibrating from within at the very start, which is likely how cosmic our planet reacts to space and how it is known and heated by our sun and all the other cosmics of cosmetics and cosmistry, and molten iron and impenetrable, protects our frailties from one side of the planet to the other, and our strongest selves utilize the air when is needed, and the ground when is needed, and further the earth and air processes to create and feed life itself. If Frankenstein were alive, his patience may be patient in noting the effects of a slight headache to an immediate electrical drain into the planet. to sustain life requires a high above attenuation and thus an origin, as known through specific genetic material which creates the heady mindfulness to begin such a communication and connection at age zero, a continuation of the origins of both life forms, who also maintain this communication. And to create life, in the eyes and minds of this or any doctor, is to ignore perhaps the thing he should have done in the first place, and that was to stop looking after the dead as a means of living, and while discovery of the mechanisms of the dead are an interesting footnote to the anthology of human beings, it has provided a means of a continuation of travelling the body as if it's an atmosphere place to visit with further science and exploitation, and a causal reasoning on the reasoning of death is perhaps a non-participation in the observance of life. And so are hearses role and hospitals fill the near living to be nearer to near than far from family, yet further than that to fully alive at all, and that's off the rails a bit for today, and so we reaffirm continuity and affirmation of the successes of organization, while also non-observing yet appreciating the origins of chaos, as why its chaos is absolutely because it is not precisely observed for the benefactor of life itself, for as to be known would surely destroy itself through self-discovery. Boom! And with with that, and some more, this has been a dissertation with the bodies at hand and within a mind's eye to provide in the chemical is to cleanse perhaps even a murky spirit. With a gesturing and over and undulation of adulation and adjunct revelry of all ties to the lives at its center, and also peripherally, from side to side and sidle up, if you get such a chance, take it and many and again on air sea and land, travel lightly and stay in column liquor up front and poker in the rear, is the punchline to 84 lines of punched up, punched tape, punchy code wise thinking, which has brought you to be this mid autumn afternoon? And the dew is a drop in the bucket, so keep a list. Peace and love, plus the Isle of Man and the approximation of ordering multitudes of platypuses for the sheer absurdity of it all. This is Aqua QC3W. Let's watch a
0: a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I- I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. Welcome
1: to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T podcast that stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl.
0: Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I got it. With Mike Spiegelman and Carl and Paul Brumbaugh.
2: Hi, Paul Brumbaugh, our special guest on the show. Hey, guys. Wow, it's a blast from the past.
1: <laughs> Paul used to be our, our follow-up, and it's great to have you here, Paul. Yes. Uh, if you're listening, you can, there's two ways you can listen. We are streaming for those out there, and you can always donate to the station at Venmo with at Mutiny Radio. And check out their website. A lot of great shows on it. And we also have our website with the acronym L-O-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We would love for you to subscribe. Uh, Carl, what movie are we watching today?
0: Oh, we have a gem today. We are watching Working Trash 1990. Working Trash 1990. Now the S is a dollar sign.
1: Whoa. There's no S in working. (laughs) Oh, it's trash.
0: You're always working on my spelling yes and the channel we like is called vintage movies which is a pretty blasé channel but maybe it's worth browsing
1: well you should always subscribe to the uh channels that are hosting the movies that we like to watch so we would like for you to type in working trash don't listen to carl you type in a dollar sign your search engine is going (laughs) to explode just type in working trash 1990, 1990 and then you'll find it it's hosted by vintage movies our new best friends, we want you to hit the link, hit pause, move the timer to 000. We want you to wait until our celebrity comedian countdown gives you the go
0: ahead. Carl? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to celebrity comedian countdown with today's comedian, Paul Brumba.
2: Paul Brumba. Woohoo, woohoo. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> All right, guys, you know the you know the drill. Why? Because I invented it. Here we go. let yeah. do this in three, two, none, and go. All right, I hit it on go. I went with audio, so there you go. No, that's all right. Just, uh, it's in, enjoy
1: the music. <laughs>
0: it's terrible music, and it's obviously TV. You see the to, the credits, and yeah started in this strange, it's not a movie as much as television.
1: this was Fox TV's first TV movie?
0: Yeah, that's right. It was a super, super big deal. They invested a lot of money in it. Uh, Now, George Carlin doesn't have a prolific movie career like other comedians like a uh, Richard Pryor or uh, the list isn't in my brain right now. Or
2: a Buddy Epson. (laughs) Or a Buddy Epson, right.
0: (laughs) That's right. Buddy Ebsen, who we all know.
2: Is um, Jed Clampett, maybe? Yeah,
0: Jed Clampett, right. There exactly. Yeah,
1: but during the 80s, he always had that really, really dad dad. man. Right. <laughs> well, we saw Michael J. Pollard.
0: He's uh, the, isn't he like uh, the scary dude? Michael J. Pollard. I guess my research didn't go as deep as him.
1: He's like a 70s dude, like, you look at him and you go, oh trouble. He <laughs> like played a preacher.
2: Oh, you mean uh-huh. like whatever whatever part he's playing, he's a bad guy, so we already know he's going to be the bad guy? Yeah, that's right. He walks on the screen, you're like, yeah, bad guy. He did it.
0: Late 80s George Carlin, right? Looking good.
2: Classic, classic. Oh, yeah, it looks like a t- early 2000s Paul Brumbaugh. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you wore those shirts, had your hair down? still wear the shirts and the shorts (laughs) and combo
0: so basically what we're getting here is they have a grumbly marriage and he bets he bets and he gets in over his head okay he He could i could have married a podiatrist i'm not doing too bad you know ruthie it's pretty good dialogue
1: (laughs) well he sounds like side b of some of his albums right when he gets into like the (laughs) embarrassing
0: look how he's losing the game right now damn it i'm a comedic actor
1: so he's been in a lot of good movies he's been in the bill and ted movies right the first two he was in prince of tides
0: yeah Uh, and he was in that great movie with um the woman from cheers um and ben was an outrageous fortune fortune. yeah Yeah. he was really funny in that
2: but you're right this is one of his total over the top characterizations
0: yeah. So a guy named No Neck is calling. You know, Ruthie, No Neck, <laughs> and he <laughs> owes him six thousand dollars, or he's gonna get killed. Uh, he goes, yeah. he goes 000, six thousand, dollars, and he's like, but look, Ruthie, think that's got three zeros in it. That's
1: nineteen nineties money. Yeah. This is great they haven't got off the porch once. Oh, he has a TV on his porch. Yeah,
0: Jealous. with the rabbit ears.
2: Yeah. You, with you can the get the foil on them. Now, ABC. The,
0: the wife proceeds to tell No Neck the directions to their house. <laughs> like to go kill George Carlin. And um the internet thinks it's important to and I did look it up on map on um, Google Maps. Uh she gives the wrong directions. <laughs>
1: That's Hollywood for you. That's why those TV movies suck.
0: They always get the wrong direction. Right, you know, screws you up.
1: Well, who was the other Fox one? It was like Hard Times on Spooner Street. Do you remember that, where Jim Carrey was like the troubled gay son?
0: Right, and the you're right. The the directions in that movie were totally inaccurate. Yeah, I found absolutely. in Queens. Yeah, nowhere near Spooner.
2: Now, now, Paul, you love uh, George Carlin. I do. I love him. I love him beyond the grave. Yeah, absolutely. I love him. I love his family. But yeah. as you guys know, my connection to the Carlin family is through Patrick Carlin, his older brother, which is currently 89 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And George just had his, what would have been his 85th birthday. Uh huh. Um, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, I think so.
0: He His picture, the he, he's the only one who's n- at Scotty's they have a poster of him. He's the only picture on the walls there that ha- doesn't perform there. He's like, it's like to pay homage to him and no other comedian has that. Oh. No,
2: the same thing at uh, New Yorker Pizza.
1: I'd say there's Barnes & Noble collecting dust with a picture of
2: George Carlin. New album. New yep. annual album. Here's Ben Stiller, and then right. what's that guy right there, Carl? <laughs> well, who's that guy?
0: Yeah, that's uh, Bonk Bonk. He's our Star Trek connection. His name is Michael Pollard. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, what that's I'm telling you. Michael
2: Pollard. Okay, that's Michael Pollard. Yeah, I always think of, oh, he's gonna, he's not gonna be the killer. He's gonna be the goofball dude. <laughs> right, no, dude. He's he's creeper, man. <laughs> a scary dude. Well, I'm trying to think. Was he? No, I was gonna say, was he in that other one with a uh, bobcat? But you couldn't have him.